Hey everyone, uh, welcome back. Episode 11, um, Friday, November 9th. Uh, time now is 7.30 Central Time, 8.30 Eastern Time, where I'm at. Still in New York, uh, had a real nice dinner last night, and uh, belly got kind of full, so I figured I'm going to uh, gonna just stay at that truck stop. I have a, a lot of driving ahead of me. I'm going to be driving basically full days the next three days, which is okay. Um, make it to Laredo, Texas by Sunday evening, and Depending on the time, I can get some uh, get some chores done, get some laundry done, and all that good stuff. Um, so before I get into anything, I wanted to tell you guys um, something that kind of interesting happened to me yesterday. I I got a call from my grandma, and uh, she said a, a letter or a package came uh, from the IRS. Now, uh, when I submitted my 2017 taxes, I was doing Uber, and they said that I owed them like $800 or something like that, which was pretty good actually so I, I paid them you know whatever half was it was like 300 or whatever it was um, I paid like a little less than half and I still had a remaining balance of like 500 bucks uh, turns out it ended up being a remaining balance of like 440 but I didn't remember that I just went on the IRS website they did not have the amount due on there so I sent them $500 on the website they charged my card 50 $2.50 processing fee and then that was it figured I was good so about, I don't know, maybe two or three weeks ago, she gets a letter in the mail from the IRS, and it's a check. And I told her, yeah, if you want to open it, that's fine. You know, they'll, they'll probably give me, like, my 60 bucks back, cause, you know, because I overpaid by, like, 60 bucks. She opens up the check. It's for $502.50. And she almost fell over. She's like, oh, my God, you know, this is great. And I told her, no, no, it's not. There's a, there's probably a good reason why they sent me a full 502.50 back. So I was just kind of anticipating uh, something bad happening. Now it's funny with my life because a lot of times I'm on a roll. Um, you know, I'm finally moving forward, getting things done, and then boom, something hits and it puts a damper on all my plans and uh, it puts a major delay in, in what I'm doing. And it just, I'm so used to it now that it's not even funny. I, I kind of anticipated something stupid like this happening just because, you know, things have been going so smooth the past, you know, maybe six weeks. You know, I've been working, I've been paying my bills on time, paying more than the minimum payments. I've been, you know, been able to pay for hotel rooms when I come into Chicago, been able to pay for going out and having a good time. Like everything's been smooth and I figured something bad was going to happen. So, um, I tell her, go ahead and open up the letter. Let me know what's in it. And, you know, she sets the phone down and she goes, oh my God, are you kidding me? And as soon as she said that, I'm like, okay, how bad is it? How much do I owe? And she comes back on the phone, and she said I that the IRS is claiming that I owe like $4,900. So, to be honest, I mean, it's nothing to really freak out about for me, um, because uh, you know, there's always going to be options to pay that down, you know, if they offer payment plans or something like that. And I mean, I can get that paid off in like six months. You know, I want to get all my other stuff paid off, but, you know, if the IRS happens to pop in, then I might have to, you know put a hold on coming home so often and just stay on the road. I'll figure it out depending on what hand I'm dealt next. And um, so it turns out, and I don't know how the hell I did this, but when I submitted my 2016 taxes, I didn't put all of my earnings for Uber and Lyft. I put, I missed like $16,500 and I don't know how the hell that's possible. I took a look at my, uh, my filings for 2016 and I looked at the, you know, I, I have my uncle, uh, scan everything over to my email, all the paperwork over to my email, and I looked at everything, and 
sure enough, the IRS is correct. I owe him five. I owe him five grand. Um, the weird thing is, though, or not the weird thing, but the good thing is, though, I should be able to amend my 2016 taxes, and you know, I won't owe them five grand. I might end up owing them like, you know, 3,500 or four grand. I mean, it'll knock it down a little bit, but not a great deal. Um, but I'm, so I'm still going to end up owing them. So it's kind of funny how, you know, with me, I get on a roll, and then boom, something hits, and you know, it, it causes a delay. I mean, there's so many things, especially with the trucking. I mean, when I first started, I was in school. And I needed to get my, uh, I needed to take my test. If I would have taken my test, I would have gotten my CDL. And I didn't have a plastic uh, license. I didn't have the, or the permit. I did not have the CDL permit. Um, you know, I don't know. Yeah, everybody should know from the state of Illinois, at least, that when you uh, get a new license or a new ID, they give you a piece of paper and then they mail out your new ID. Well, the thing is, um, you could not take the test with a paper ID. You had to have the plastic one. And I was bouncing from house to house at that point in the process of moving from Melrose Park to Hoffman Estates in the process of uh, switching from a P.O. box to a mailing address. So apparently Secretary of State sent it to a P.O. box and it it was not able to um, go into the P.O. box. It has to go to a physical mailing address. So that delayed me like two months from getting my CDL, having to get all of that taken care of. So you could just imagine the hell that I was going through with that. And then... The first company I worked for, they only gave me a three-month uh, medical card because I'm a big guy, and they said I need to take a sleep apnea test. So I, I, I quit that company after a month, and I went to a different place to get a medical card, and sure enough, they extended another three months. They're like, but well, you have to get it done. So then I had to take time off of work to go get the medical uh, to get the medical done, and um, and that I mean that took like a week out of my out of my plans. I mean that was an extra like sixteen hundred bucks I didn't make. Or however much I was making it might have even been 1700 at that time. So, all in all, it's just kind of funny how that happens to me, where things, uh, something hits a wall and there's a delay and a delay in my plans, and it just kind of bums me out sometimes. But this one was my fault, so I can't be too pissed off about it, and I just have to get it taken care of and, and move on forward. So, um, so yesterday or two days, I should say two days ago, I, I left off. Um, basically. Uh, Going about to go into freshman year of high school, and um, you know, talking a little bit about my brother being messed up and, and the gangs and and uh, all all that stuff was going on. Um, I'll just talk a little bit about what I was uh, what I was thinking going into freshman year of high school and um, what I uh, it, you know I was nervous when I was about to go in. I mean, because you know this is a totally different animal. You know, a lot of my friends uh, were going to go to Taft, but then a lot of them did not end up going to Taft. You know, they ended up going to a different school. All in all. So, in general, uh, I, I was a little bit nervous. I didn't know what to expect, um, you know. But, I mean, I had a lot of good stuff going for me. I mean, I, had, I did have bad acne, but found out that a lot of people had bad acne in high school, so I wasn't worried about that. And I was in really good shape, um, so I wasn't, you know, I wasn't worried about people, like, trying to mess with me or make fun of me like that. Um, plus, uh, you know, I thought maybe maybe it would be a better opportunity to find a gal and, you know, and have a, have a girlfriend. So, um so anyway, going into freshman year, uh, I, have a, I have a very, very quick um, experience into freshman year. Uh, probably two or three days in, our, uh, our grammar, I think, he, I think he taught grammar or some kind of class. His, uh, his dad had a, had a, had a I, don't, I forget what kind of um, medical uh, emergency, I forget what it was. And the teacher had to leave. He had to take a flight out of state, and we had a substitute teacher. And there were two kids in the classroom, one named Danny, 
forget what the other guy's name was, either Edward or Edwin, I don't remember, it's a long time ago. But Danny I know because we're still friends on Facebook. In fact, we still talk about this on Facebook sometimes because it's kind of funny. And uh, after after the teacher left, we got a substitute, you know, the next couple of days. These guys are bullying the hell out of me. They're talking shit to me. They're pushing me around, you know. And there was one day where I was just, I just thought to myself, in the middle of them doing all this and talking smack and threatening me, in the middle of them doing all this, I thought to myself, if I let them get away with this, I'm going to be someone's bitch for the next four years. And as soon as I thought that, I grabbed my pen and I stabbed uh, Danny in the leg uh, with my pen. And uh, you could start to see the blood kind of come down his pant leg a little bit. And then, uh, you know, Danny, he, he wasn't like, he didn't seem like he was hurt at all, but he was kind of like telling the teacher like, hey, look what he did to me. Look what he did to me. And um, I got up and I hit Edward or Edwin, whatever his name was. I hit him dead center in his chest. And he kind of like, he kind of like fell over in it, within his desk and finally put his head on the, on the, um, on the platform of the desk, basically just trying to catch his breath because that's pretty much how I hit him. And after I hit him, I just kind of stood there, stared at the center of the classroom and didn't, I didn't say this, but I was kind of thinking, you know, who, who, who's next? Who wants more? Um, you know, the thing is, I mean, do I, I mean, if I had kids and they told me that they were getting bullied, um, I, you know, with the, with this day and age, I mean, you know, there's so many people that accept weird things. You know, I mean, you could change your gender. I mean, it's one thing to be gay. You know, that's people have been gay their whole like forever. I mean, that is what it is. And I've got some of my closest friends that are that are gay, which is, uh, you know, that's fine. But when you when you switch it over to like changing your gender, you know, because you're unhappy being a male or you're unhappy being a female and you want to be popular. You know, in, in my opinion, that's the stupidest thing and that's the craziest thing in the world. But if, I guess if it makes somebody happy, that's fine. Just, you know, kind of stay away from me with that nonsense. Um so my point is, you know, people accept so many different things nowadays that I don't think bullying is really, uh, really something. I, I mean, I, you, can, you hear stories here and there, but I mean, that's social media just blowing up, you know, bullying stories. I mean, people used to get bullied every year. I mean, you'd see people getting bullied all the time. Even even going back in the earlier days, you see people getting bullied all the time. Nowadays, I think that people are just accepted for who they are and they, you know, they're, they're taught as young kids to accept everyone whether they have a gender of a of a turtle or whether they're actually a male or female or whatever it doesn't matter but if my kids um were were getting bullied um i would tell them i would basically tell them the story about what i've had to do uh, against bullies and how i've handled them and tell them look i mean if you got to knock them out you got to knock them out if you get suspended you know you get suspended i wouldn't even be mad about it because i'd rather have them get in trouble for knocking some kid on his ass, for talking smack, than be somebody's bitch for however long, and then have that reputation, because it's only going to get worse. I mean, there's no way it's going to get better. Um, I don't, I don't see it. I, I just, I just don't see. It. At least not. At least in my opinion. I mean, maybe times have changed, but you know, with the whole cyberbullying thing too. I mean, that, that's huge. And uh, I, you know, if I had kids right now, and I, I wouldn't even let them be on Facebook or any of that crap or Snapchat, because it just doesn't make any sense. You know, they're way too, they would be way too young at this point. Um, I don't think they should be on that stuff until high school. And then if somebody's talking smack to them over to cyberbullying or over Snapchat or whatever, then if they got to knock them out, you know, in person, then they knock them out in person. That's just the way that I would tell them how to handle the situation. And if they get knocked on their ass, well, that is what it is. But at least you stood up and you fought. And most likely, if you lose the fight, they're not going to mess with you anymore because at least they know that, you know, you're going to you're going to stand up for yourself. See, the whole thing about bullying is, um, you know, people come after 
uh, the people that appear weak, like they're not going to stand up for themselves. And I've, I know that from, per, you know, from personal experience living in Hoffman Estates, I mean, all those black kids that were messing with me, um, you know, they, they took advantage of me because they knew I wasn't going to stand up for myself. But, you know, once high school came around, I didn't, I mean, if I would have got suspended and if, um, I mean, I would have told my mom what happened and I'm sure she would have, she might've, she might've been upset with me, but she wouldn't have even tried to ground me or anything like that. Cause she knew that I got to do what I got to do. And I've always had that mentality. Um, so anyway, moving on, uh, well, since I'm in the, since I'm in the whole bullying conversation, I might as well tell another story. This is one of my favorites to tell. Um, this moves up to sophomore year a little bit, but uh, I'm not, so I'm not going to be jumping too far ahead, but it's just one more year. And I, like I said, I had the reputation of basically being a badass. You know, not, not many people are going to be able to put their hands on me effectively. So um, there's a fresh, I was in a band class and there were tons of freshmen in there. And I, eventually I got cool with a lot of people. Um, eventually I, I gained the respect from people and I made friends and this and that. Eventually, uh, first couple of months I was, I didn't really want to be talking to anybody. I didn't want to be seen talking to anybody, but Eventually, I grew out of that weird stage. Um, so uh, this guy, uh, uh, Wojtek, comes up to me and says, "Hey, man, uh, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty nervous, man. These Arabic guys, they want to kick my ass after school, and I don't know how to fight." I'm like, "Well, why?" And you know, he didn't really say anything. He just said that they, they seem like they want to jump him. So he asked me if I can uh, show him a few moves. So I said, sure, you know, no problem. Let's, let's go over here. And this is before the teachers even came in. For some reason, the teachers always came in like 10 minutes after the bell. So, I mean, we had, we always had that time to just kind of goof off. So I'm teaching him a couple of things, a couple of secrets that I know. Um, and Leo comes over and he says, hey, Flamengo, you don't know how to fight. I'm like, oh, yeah? You know, I knew he was joking with me, but I'm like, oh, yeah? He's like, yeah, let's slap box. And I'm like, what the hell is slap box? You know, I don't know what that is. It's basically boxing, but, you know, with open hands, you know, not not fists. I'm like, oh, all right, cool, let's do it. And me, I'm not much of a boxer. I never was. I'm more of just a get them on the ground and either choke them out or get them on the ground and, and just, you know, pound the living hell out of them. I mean, I'm not I'm not a stand-up boxer. I'm too big and too slow. Um, but, and this guy, he was uh, tall, skinny, black, and longer reach than me. So, you know, we're going at it. He got me probably more times than I got him. Um, and then... You know, but you know, it wasn't hard, like just, you know, a little bit here and there, like, you know, but it was kind of in fun. Like, you know, we were having fun with it. So then somebody walks in the room and says, hey, really loud. And I'm like, shit, I thought it was a teacher. Turn around. And it's one of our buddies. Uh, he was a senior in high school, but he was he was always kind of goofing off. So I, I just kind of, hey, what's up, man? And then I turn back around and boom, Leo slaps the taste out of my mouth. I mean, you could feel saliva come out. So he got a real cheap shot on me there because I wasn't, you know, the, we stopped. It's not like him and I were actually fighting. So, I mean, why he hit me like that, I don't know. So I got pissed. I punched him in the jaw. I crossed his, uh, I crossed his hands when he, I, I pretty much crossed his hands over. I stepped on his foot, and I'll explain why I stepped on his foot in a minute. I stepped on his foot, and I basically headbutted him. And I pushed him back a little bit. And I told him, you know what, after school, let's do this after school. Now, the reason I stepped on my foot is because if you step on somebody's foot and then you push them, it could snap the top, like, top half of their ankle. And uh, that's why I did that, one of my little secrets. So um, I'm in school. It's eighth period, uh, which was band class. And uh, right now I'm pretty pissed off about 
you know, about everything that just went down. And I'm trying to think, you know, is this guy, am I really going to have to fight this guy? Am I going to get in trouble? You know, I'm honestly a little worried about that. I'm not worried about the fight because I knew either I'm going to kick his ass or he's going to kick my ass. Either way, it is what it is. It's going to have to be done at this point. Um, but I was more worried about, am I going to get in trouble? Am I going to get suspended, expelled? Am I not going to be able to play baseball? Like all these things are running through my head. So, um, we go outside and the entire band class is following us. And, uh, the way our band class was located, it was over by like the entire music department. The thing is, um, nobody else really knew about this fight except for everybody in band class. Those were the only people that like stood around. So if you guys have seen a big fight break out, where there's, um, where there's like big group of people like in a circle, you know, kind of watching a fight. Well, it was not like that. There was more of like 25, 30 people watching the fight because, like I said, that's band class. So we're outside, and he takes off his shirt. I, uh, I take off my T-shirt. I'm wearing a Dago tee, and he tells me, okay, man, get in your corner. And I'm like, what? He says, come on, get in your corner, as if there's like an imaginary boxing ring. I'm like, come on, man, let's just go. He's like, all right, spar up, as in put your hands up and let's go. So we're ready to go at it, and he's coming after me, and uh, I, I hit him a couple times. He hits me a couple times. And then he tries to, um, he bends down for some reason. He tries to come at my legs. And I put him in what's called a guillotine chokehold, which, which is where you choke him from underneath. And I put him in that. And he picks me up and slams me to the ground. Now, meanwhile, you know, mind you, he was a football player, so he had some strength. But the problem is he picked me up and slammed me to the ground while I'm in that chokehold. And that really screwed him up because he ended up losing a lot of breath. And he was, you know, I, I mean, and it could have ended up breaking his neck, to be honest with you. I'm kind of glad it didn't, but... Um, at the time I didn't care. So after he slams me down, <coughs> we eventually, uh, excuse me, we eventually, uh, separate from each other on the ground. We, we get ready to stand back up, but I got up quicker than he did. And as he's getting up, I need him in the ribs. And then I hit him on the top of his head, like right on the side of his head. And, uh, I just remember, I mean, that, that hurt my hand. I mean, I hit him so freaking hard that it just, it killed my hand. And I basically knocked him out and I got back on him. And I started to choke him out, and he eventually tapped out. He he was a, literally he literally tapped out on my arm, and and then that was it. And I put on my T-shirt and I walked away. And then he ended up having to go to football practice. So, all because that one little bitch move that he did to me, we ended up getting into this whole fight. Now, crazy thing is, in addition to that story, uh, I used to take the train. I used to take the bus and the train to get to high school most uh, most of the years. Um, and there were, uh, there was a group of three people I used to walk with, uh, Evo, Janet, and Roxanne. we used to walk, most, not every time, but most of the time to the train station and then, you know, take the bus together or whatever, or we would part ways at the train station, however, cause we all lived in the same neighborhood. So we're walking and for some weird reason, both of my calves just start to tighten up. Like I, like I just pulled a muscle, like somebody's like ripping my calves apart. And all I hear in the, faint in the background is flamingo. Flamang! And I turn around and not even joking. I mean, there's a group of like 300 kids walking towards me. And you got Leo. You got his older brother who was a senior, who was a captain on the varsity football team, you know, basically leading the group. And Leo comes up to me. I mean, I'm pretty much just standing there because I mean, now I got 300 people looking at me, and I don't know if I'm about to get jumped. I don't know if I'm about to get killed. Um, you know, I got a little Evo next to me and these two girls. In fact, I think they even. Excuse me. I think they even kept walking away. I don't even think they stood there by me, but I'd have to ask them. So, standing there, and Leo says, come on, man, I want round two. I want round two. And I showed him my hand, and my knuckle still wasn't healed. 
And to this day, it's still, I mean, it, I would say it's pretty healed by now. But I mean, I'd say up to about a, two or three years ago, it was not still healed. That's how hard I hit him. So I told him, look, wait for my knuckle to heal. And we'll get into it. And I'm going to break your neck and you're never going to play football again. Or you can accept the fact that I kicked the shit out of you. And we could just call it a day. And we'll never have to worry about it again. It's up to you. And he kind of looked at his brother. Then he looked back at me. And he reached out his hand to shake my hand. And then that was it. He shook my hand. And then we never had to worry about it again. We never we never dealt with this crap again. And that was it. That was the end of it. I never had to worry about Leo and I fighting again. You know, him and I were not on speaking terms for like the rest of sophomore year. Even into junior year, things were kind of weird for me um, and him. And then once I got to senior year, he was a junior. Everything was all right. You know, we were we were back to talking. I think he was over it. And um, and then that was it. So that was the whole, all because some kid asked me to show him a few moves and all because Leo slapped me basically when I wasn't looking and he did a, a bitch move like that. So, um, so yeah, that, that's that's pretty much my story. So that's all the stuff with the with the bullying into high school. I got into one other fight in high school. I lost. Um, why I fought this guy, I'll never know. He was a, uh, I believe it was freshman year. I think it was freshman uh, summer before uh, sophomore year. Fought this guy, and uh, he was a senior. And it was kind of organized. It kind of wasn't. I mean, we, you know, we weren't sure if it was going to happen. But there, there, was, there were rumors that uh, he was a good fighter. There were rumors that I was a good fighter. And I actually think I would have had him. But the way the fight ended up, you know, we both ended up on the, you know, we started in the grass and we ended up on the concrete. And because we ended up on the concrete, he said that he gets to, you know, start off on top. He was a varsity wrestler for four years. So he said that I had to start, like, on my knees with my stomach facing the ground. And he got to start on top of me. And as soon as that happened, he just started wailing on me from underneath. And he ended up busting my lip. And then that was it. The fight was, the fight was over. But I had so much height on him and I had so much strength and I had so much weight on him that if we did not end that way... Uh, I honestly don't know what would have happened, and a lot of people agree with me, but to be honest, all of that stuff is so stupid that I did that. I mean, it would take a lot to get me into an actual fight these days because I'd end up, I don't want to say what I would end up doing to people if they ended up really pissing me off to the point where it got physical, but I know it wouldn't be a fight. I know that for sure. So, I mean, you know, I, at this point, if people want to try to fight me, I would end up just backing down just because there's no point. There's more at risk now. You know, I mean, there's so many things. You know, you never know if somebody's carrying a gun. You know, and then if we end up both getting hurt, we end up having to go to jail. We end up going to court. You know, it's on your record. It's it's a pain in the ass. It's not it's not worth it. Um, and I've got stories about people approaching me. And I guess well, while I'm on the topic, I'm already at 22 minutes. I'm not even going to continue with the high school stuff. I'll tell a couple more stories maybe, and then I'll call it a day. Um, sitting at the bar at a Harlem and Higgins. This is going back probably uh, two years ago now, maybe maybe less. Uh, standing there with a buddy of mine, he's a Chicago cop, sitting there with a couple of friends of mine, and this guy comes up to me, he says, hey, are you J.J. Flamang? And I said, yeah. And he said, do uh, you remember me? And I look at him, and I said, you know, I, I said a name. I'll say just Kevin, but I, I said a full name, because he looked like a security guard that I had hired way back in the day at that first security company. So I was like, holy crap, is that you? And he said, well, you got the first name, right? And then he told me his last name, and I'm like, wait a minute, aren't you Ryan's brother? And he said, yeah, I'm Ryan's brother, and I should really kick the shit out of you right now. And I'm like, what? And he said, I should really kick the shit out of you right now. I'm like, why? What did I do? What did I do wrong? He's like, you kicked Ryan's ass over at the Catherine Courts uh, many, many years ago. I'm like, dude, I was always buddies with Ryan. What are you talking about? I remember every single person I got into a fight with in my whole life, and Ryan was not one of them. And I'm trying to tell this guy that and he's getting closer in my face. Meanwhile, I'm kicking uh, a cardo uh, in the shin. 
because he's, you know, he's standing there. He's a buddy of mine. And he's a Chicago cop. This Kevin guy is also a Chicago cop. So now you got a Chicago cop coming to my face. I got my buddy Chicago cop right next to me. And it's just a weird thing. And I was hammered. And I basically told him, look, do whatever you got to do to me. I'm not even going to try to fight back. If you want to you kick the shit out of me, kick the shit out of me. But I guarantee you they're not going to be able to find you in a week. I guarantee you. And I told him that. And I just gave him, I just, I remember just giving him a look. And he just kind of gave me a look. And he said, all right, you know what? I'm out of here. And then he ended up leaving. And then that was it. That was the closest I've come to uh, actually fighting someone. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then, I mean, and there was one other time where, uh, he was kind of a buddy. Uh, he worked with a friend of mine, uh, this gal, not going to mention any names just because I don't want, you know, they're still friends and I don't want any problems, but, um, she gets, uh, she gets pretty flirty. She gets, she likes to dance around with guys and flirt with them and, and try to get them thirsty for her. Why she does that. I don't know. I love her to death, but she's, she should be too good for, for doing stupid shit like that, and this ended up, this guy ended up almost getting killed because of that, um, a couple times that actually happened almost because of her, anyway, uh, he, she's flirting to hell with him, and, you know, he's like 23, I think, and, um, she's, she's got a couple years on him, and he says, all right, you know what, that's it, and he picks her up, and he starts to take her upstairs, now, me, I didn't really react right away, because I'm like, oh, maybe she wants that, she's all over this guy, so maybe she wants him to take her upstairs, you know, so a couple other of my friends are kind of following them up. Turns out that that she did not want that. I almost said her name. That she does not want that. And uh, and I'm just waiting for this guy to come downstairs because now I'm pissed. I mean, she's over here. She's crying on my chest. She said something like, I'm the only one that gives her any respect. And, well, there's a reason for that. That's because I don't give in to that, that flirting bullshit. But, you know, honestly, she should really stop that if she wants respect. Anyway, she... Um, so she's crying on my chest, and this guy comes downstairs, he goes outside for a cigarette, and uh, I remember telling him, and I mean, I won't say exactly what I said just because, you know, I, I don't want any problems, but let's just put it this way, what I told him, what, what happened to him, made him so paranoid to the point where they never even, they have, they didn't talk for like two months, three months, um, scared the hell out of him that night, and I just, I basically just put the fear of God into him, because, you know, she's, she's one of my closest friends, I consider her like an older sister, and, um, you know, anytime somebody messes with, a, with a, somebody I consider family like that, I, I basically turn the page and I, I, I change character and I can get really, really pissed off. So, in all in all, ended up working out. Uh, they're they're friends again, and you know, I even got the guy on Facebook now. And we're we're totally past that whole thing, but um, you know, it's just unfortunate that sometimes it has to get like that. So, all right, where am I? I'm at the 26, uh, 27 minute mark. I'm trying to think if I have. Uh, I mean, I do have. Well, no, I'm not. I'm gonna cut it off right here. I don't have more stories about stuff like that, but I'm gonna cut it off right here because it's already pretty long. So thank you guys for your time. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. By the way, it's snowing out here, and well, now I'm in Pennsylvania, um, but it's snowing. So I'm looking forward to going to Laredo, Texas, where I can walk around in shorts and a t-shirt and not bundled up in pajama pants and a sweater. So, all right, guys, take care. Thank you for your time.